Good morning, Tyndale. We've already been in the midst of hearing wonderful words of all the way he's led us so far, and we'll continue with that a little bit now. Several weeks ago, when Janet called and asked if I would speak today to you, when I hung up the phone, I started a conversation with the Lord. Well, Lord, if Janet had called you this morning and asked you to speak, what would you want the students to hear? And that was kind of the way it framed in, beginning to think about what would be appropriate to share with you. And I felt like what God told me at that point was, you can't go wrong, just point them to me. So it's very easy to do here this morning, looking at this cross, to point you to Jesus. But in all of the conversation about this discipline of a heart this morning, I want you to look at that as a pointing you to the Lord. In your programs that you have on the very last page, where it says the mission. And part of the mission to Tyndale is for the enriching of mind, heart, and character. And this morning, we're looking a little bit at what's involved in that enriching of our heart. I almost hesitated putting in a title for a little message like this, the discipline, because I don't find discipline is a word that people readily respond to. It's kind of, um, I have categories of things I call warm words and cold words. A warm word is like love. Everybody responds to this word love. Um, but obedience and discipline, sometimes people just feel the resistance rising up in themselves. And yet, when you go to scripture, those are the very things that often get wed together. If you love me, you keep my commandments. See, it's, it's, it's that wedding. And so we want to, um, to approach this thing of a discipline of a heart, looking at what the very purpose of a discipline is. A discipline is not grit your teeth and do it. In, this, in a spiritual discipline, it's actually an invitation to God to open up space for God in your life, to create that sort of a discipline. And so if you think of the word as discipline as more of an invitation to engage God in all that you do, it might warm that word up, the discipline of the heart for you. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. It's that inward commitment to God. It's the invitation where your heart says seek his face, but then there's that commitment and the determination to do it. Part of a discipline process, and we've engaged some of that already this morning, is remembering. Remembering all that the Lord has done for you. Many of you are finishing up your studies now. Some are continuing on with their studies. And a new part, regardless, a new part of your journey is arising. It's a perfect time to remember. This is what happened to the Israelites when they were getting ready. They'd been wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. And a new day was coming. And God exhorted them, You shall remember all the way the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to test you, to try you, to see what was in your heart, whether or not you would obey him. And I know, um, I looked at the grad list, and I don't think there's any student that has spent 40 years going for their degree. Some of you, the four years may have seemed like 40s at certain points in time. But it is a change point, and it's a time to remember. It's also this time when it's a time for you to celebrate 
And I think as we talk about the discipline of the heart, it's to learn to do that in the right way. It's not to um, put all the focus on, look what I've accomplished, and leave God totally out of the picture. It's a wonderful time to actually think back, reflect, and remember, and bring Him more fully into all that He's been doing in your lives. One of the um, things that I want to talk about on this remembering is to stress the importance of it for you, because that was the exhortation to the Israelites. But one of the saddest pieces in Scripture that I read is the very next verse in the Psalms where they had been remembering and praising his name and the phrase, but they soon forgot. And so you want to be a rememberer, not a forgetter. And a discipline of the heart is to begin to learn how to remember rightly and bring God into it. One of the early doctors of the church that I've learned to appreciate was Alphonsus Liguori, and he gave a framework when he was talking about what does it mean to learn to live out our lives on a daily sort of way, in an integrated sort of way with our faith. How do you work out your own salvation? And one, he gave a framework that I'm actually going to use this morning. It's very simple, four little points. And he said, I think you need to do four things daily to develop what we're calling the discipline of a heart, not what he called it. But one is to begin to pray daily for forgiveness of sins. I think as evangelicals sometimes, we're in a very bad habit of praying that occasionally. We, we don't pray it daily, and we forget how utterly dependent we are on God for forgiveness. This is a grace. It's a gift from God. It's nothing you can conjure up and do for yourself. This is from God. And it's what God has provided and yearns for us to experience in a daily sort of way. Blessed are the clean in heart, for they shall see God. It's just a basic requirement. It's a discipline of the heart to come to God in forgiveness every day. You know, when the disciples came and said, Lord, teach us how to pray, and he taught them the Lord's Prayer, right in the middle of it was asking, forgive us our sins, our debts, our trespasses as you've forgiven ours. And it's this idea of keeping forgiveness a central part of the discipline of your own heart. We're in the middle of this Lenten journey. It's hard to forget with this cross that you're all looking at. I'm looking at you, but you're looking at this cross. I'm pointing you to Jesus. But in this Lenten season, this was actually the season when Jesus would experience the betrayal of two of his friends, Judas and Peter. Only one had a heart for God and was able to repent and come back to the Lord with forgiveness. And forgiveness made all the difference in the world with how Peter was able to live out the rest of his life for the glory of his Lord. Forgiveness is not something, it's not a cheap gift, and it's not to be taken lightly. It is foundational to having a disciplined heart for the Lord. And so I point you again to our Savior and Lord, who even from the cross was able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Engage forgiveness for a disciplined heart. The second thing that uh, St. Alphonsus Liguori said we need to pray for daily is to pray for our growth in love for God. Once again, not something that we can self-generate. 
Even the capacity to love God is because He has loved us first. It's a response to His love, but we need to pray daily that we can continue to grow in it. Otherwise, we start living our Christian life at a real high level of assumption and presumption. It is a gift from God that we can engage Him in deep, deep fellowship, communion, and love. That's why Dr. Thomas read this this morning, to remind us again of this greatest of all commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and being, with everything you have. Love really is the energy and the motivation behind having a disciplined heart for the Lord. A third area Alphonsus mentioned to pray daily for is to grow in our love for prayer. And I don't know what level of experience you've had with prayer, but I have to tell you, I haven't always loved prayer. When people would say, we're going to pray, I would start looking for a way out of the room. I'm sure I'm needed in the kitchen to help with something. It was because prayer at that point had become for me an invitation to boredom. I was handed a list of people to pray for or circumstances. And I prayed. There was a, but I did it as a duty and a responsibility, not because I absolutely loved prayer. You have to pray that God will give you a heart for prayer to be able to experience prayer in that way. You can't self-generate it. Once again, it's a gift from God. This psalm that uh, Dr. Thomas read this morning, Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. If we pray for a love for prayer, God will certainly give it because it's all about deepening that relationship and deep communion with him. The fourth area that Alphonsus mentioned was to pray daily for final perseverance. And once again, I point you to Jesus, who modeled this for us. Even as he was praying before his arrest in John 17, he was able in his prayer to the Father to say, I've finished the task you've given me. I finished it by glorifying your name. And from the cross, once again, it is finished. Into your hands I commit my spirit. I love the Hebrew passage that tells us, consider him that endured such great contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you become weary and faint in your minds. He is our model for perseverance. He is our reason for perseverance. He is the author, the editor, and the finisher of our faith. You want to keep your eyes fixed firmly on him. So these four areas, four simple little points, to pray daily for forgiveness of sins, to pray daily for growth in our love for God, and to pray daily for a love for prayer, and to pray daily for final perseverance. This is the start point for developing a heart of discipline, a disciplined heart. After you get that one down, then you can go on and explore the chambers of peace and faith and hope and love and all that he has for you. But you want to start with the foundations. One morning in my devotions, not too long ago, a tune kept coming to my mind. 
And I couldn't place it at first because it was so out of place. And, but I have learned to pay attention to the Lord when he brings those things up. And when I realized what it was, I said, Oh, Lord, this is Lent. That is an Advent carol. That's a hymn. And as I looked at the words then that were in that, I thought, you know what? That summarizes what it means to have a disciplined heart. And all four of these areas that we've talked about this morning come out in this little hymn. I think it was um, Augustine that said, when you sing, you pray twice. When you sing a hymn, you pray twice. And so with that in mind, I'd like for you to listen to the words of this and see if they don't tug at your heart and tell the whole story, not just Advent, not just Easter, but the whole story. <clears throat> Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee israel's strength and consolation hope of all the earth thou art dear desire of every nation joy of every longing heart born thy people to deliver born a child and yet a king born to reign in us forever now thy gracious kingdom bring by thine own eternal spirit rule in all our hearts alone by thine all sufficient merit raise us to thy glorious throne as you go through these wonderful days of celebrating all you've accomplished and transitioning to all God has for you, make sure that you include him in the celebration of loving him with all your heart. You live in a world that constantly pushes him to the edges of your life. May you cultivate a disciplined heart that puts him right at the very center of your heart. I point you to Jesus the author, the editor, and the finisher of your faith. <laughs>